0: We got Olaf uh, York with us. Did I yeah. say that correct?
1: You did, man. I nailed did. It. All
0: right. I got that in there. You know, I tell you, you know, us rednecks get it every time. <laughs> I, I know you were in during Desert Storm and you mm-hmm. were uh, in the Air Force, but tell, the, tell yeah. everybody what years you were in, what you did over there and stuff like that.
1: All right. So, um, actually, uh, I signed up when I was 17 on my 17th birthday, cause I had to get out of the house and um, my, um, my parents signed along with me and I was a senior in high school and that was 1985. Um, but I didn't join until 1986. That's when I went into basic um, in November of 86, actually. And, um, and then, you know, I was a uh, autopilot nav, uh, instruments guy that worked on F fours at George Air Force Base in California, and so I was assigned to the twenty seventh, thirty uh, seventh Tactical Fighter Wing, which became the thirty fifth Tactical Fighter Wing, and so um, they wanted the thirty seventh, I guess, to go over to the stealth, and uh, and so the Wild Weasel supported them. You know, did my four years, and uh, I was uh, planning on getting out in november of 90 and um and then you know had an interview lined up with delta airlines and uh it was in august i think it was august 28th it was either the 28th or 26th um i had my suit up in the in the closet ready to go for my interview the very next day well the day before um our uh our Half of the shop went over to uh, the Persian Gulf, right? And the way the Air Force works, I don't know about the Navy and the Army, um, but we had two different mobility teams, right? And so there was the A team and the B team. And um, and when the A team goes out, the B team's supposed to go out 30 days later. So the A team goes out, sets everything up. The B team goes out and reinforces everything, right? And um, so my name was on the B list. OK, so the A list went out on the 25th of August or whatever, the 24th, whatever the day was. Um, And I went up to my uh, to my supervisor and I was like, hey, you know, I'm getting out of the Air Force. You need to get me off of that B list. And uh, and so he was like, yeah, we got 30 days. No problem. You know, I'll get you off of there. So I was like, all right, cool. Well, I'm, I got tomorrow off because I'm going to Atlanta to take, get my interview with Delta Airlines suit in the closet, I went to bed early and uh, all of a sudden my wife wakes me up about I don't know what time it was, 9.30 or something like that and uh, it was a shop and they said, grab your bag you're leaving. And I was like, oh hell no I ain't leaving. I was like, I got an interview with Delta Airlines tomorrow. And uh, they're like, nope, sorry Um, you know, the B team's going out tonight. Damn it. So, you know, I tried to talk my way out of it. it didn't happen. So went through the whole, you know, mobility thing, you know, go in, write your will, get all the shots, blah, blah, blah. My bag, I just grabbed a bunch of stuff, man, threw it in there. I was not prepared at all because I was getting out, you know? And so, um, so I had like, you know, hardly any, I had just basically the essentials. And so, um, so we went out that next day and that next morning and, uh, Ended up uh, going through Saudi Arabia and went to uh, Bahrain. That's where I was stationed over there. And, um, you know, we showed up and and it was just chaos. And I'm sure it's chaos for everybody. Um, and, And so, you know, we actually broke a record i i I, it's funny because i'm I'm rereading all these letters so i wrote a letter to my wife every day she wrote me a letter every day and so i'm rereading the letters right now actually because this podcast kind of got me thinking about it and so i wanted to read it to see what exactly happened you know and uh so many things that i forgot but um but we were the you know broke a record because within 24 hours we were flying our F4s over uh over Kuwait and um and so we were taunting to try to get them to uh to do something right and we were the our unit was the SAM killers we would we would take out surface to air missile uh sites that was our mission and so um anyway i was just a electronics geek technician man that's all i did i wasn't ever in no you know combat or anything like that so so we were there, you know, setting up all the tents and doing all that jazz and and uh um you know, taking the malaria pills and whatever other pills and but I was only there for 60 days because oh, really? um yeah. So so I went there in uh in late August and I got out of there in late October and it was a whole story behind that. I mean, you know, the time we didn't know what was going on, we didn't know if it was going to attack and And, you know, they were talking about extending everybody. And then eventually um, Schwarzkopf came out and said that uh, only certain of our, what do you guys call it, MOSs or something? We call it AFSCs. um, uh, Only certain ones had to stay, right? And so there was a list that came out like every week or every day. I can't remember. And uh, in the headquarters, based the base headquarters and I would go down there every day to make sure my number wasn't on that list, you know, cause I wanted to get the hell out of there. <laughs> and, uh, and so, um, so anyway, I, uh, was fortunate to, uh, to get out in, uh, in mid October. Um, fortunately, uh, my wife called Delta airlines and I mean, she called them and said, Hey, um, this is what's going on. And they said, we'll hold the interview for him as long as we can. So, That's badass. um, Yeah. So, uh, so I got back and uh, I got my first interview even before I got out of the Air Force in November. And, um, and then my wife was actually in the Air Force as well. That's where we met. We actually were in the same shop. And, um, and so we're we're one of those success stories, Air Force success stories. You know, I know there's not a lot of them, but uh, but we've been together now for 35 years, and um, we've been married for 35 years. That's, we've been together for 36. That's awesome. So um Well, one you. of the reasons so, uh,
0: one of the reasons for that is because she knew 30 something years later that we're gonna come out with a song about you.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm, uh, Actually, I'm just saying. I gotta, I gotta tell, I gotta do a sidebar on that real quick on, uh, on Disney and and my name. So, so, you know, Olaf, right? Nobody freaking knew Olaf. I mean, I would go, I went through most of my life having to spell my name, repeat my name. You know, I went by OJ for years until, you know, OJ Simpson did his thing and everybody felt like (laughs) they wanted to tell me all their OJ jokes, you know? And so Mm. I switched back to Olaf again and, and, yeah, uh, you know, it was just a pain in the ass. And so, um, so then, um, you know, when Frozen came out, all oh, my troubles went away, man. It was beautiful. So you could sing all you want <laughs> because I love it. I love it. So ah, that's... on that too. So let me tell you another funny story. So Olaf, right? My name is actually Olaf Helmut Jurek. Okay. So that's, that's as German as you can get right there. Um, my parents are both from Germany. They, they, uh, I'm first-generation American. And, um, and so when they moved here and got married, they actually met here in the States. They got married and, um, and then uh, had me first. And so they named me a very German name, thinking that they were going to move back to Germany. Well, they didn't. And, uh, and so I would, went through life Olaf Helmut Jorik. My brother came along five years later. By that time, they would were already plan on staying here, and they named him Scott Richard Yore. Right. So <laughs> you got Olaf. Yeah. He got Scott. But, yeah. uh,
0: hey, but you didn't know your name would be popular one day, and so that's pretty yeah, badass, man. Bad ass, man. And, yeah. And yeah, I mean, whatever. Yeah, I love it. I love it. When you sent me the message, I was like. Oh shit, I'm definitely going to be singing Do you want to build a snowman And I mean, I was at the barber shop. I mean, I was like Do you want to build a snowman You want to ride your bike down the hall And then I couldn't figure out the rest of it So y'all are all very lucky today But um, Now that we're going to I'm going to travel back in time And so yeah, you, you and your wife met You know, did she go over there?
1: No, she, um, so she ended up staying back and, uh, and had to do, you know, she was, um, at that point she was an admin, but she was, ended up being a cargo loader. So she would drive forklifts and load up all the gear and all that stuff. Um, and so, um, so she was doing that during the whole mobility of, uh, of the, uh, of the base. And, uh, so no, fortunately she didn't, um, didn't go over there and, um, And so she actually joined a month after I did. So after I got out, we stayed on base for another month. And then, um, and then we moved to, uh, to New York when I started my job with Delta airlines in January of 91. Um, so, so, you know, I got back, you know, I'm 22, just, you know, starting a new job, starting a new life. Um, you know, things are just humming along and, uh, and then in 1992, um, my body, my whole body, just broke out in this crazy ass rash, no. and um, and so I went to uh, to my doctor. They didn't know what it was, so sent me to a dermatologist. They didn't know what it was. They ended up giving me some, you know, cream or something to put on, and eventually it went away. But when that happened. Um, it was around that same time that, you know, Gulf War Syndrome was coming out in the news, you know. And so, um, and this is where it gets a little bit fuzzy, but I ended up somehow finding out about a uh, study that was happening at Fort Hamilton. It was an army base, actually, up in, uh, in New York, in Brooklyn. And, um, and so I got in touch with them, you know, just to see... To make sure, basically to to make sure it wasn't anything to do with Gulf War syndrome. Because you know, I assumed, hey, I was only there, you know, I wasn't even there for the war. I wasn't there for the for the oil wells or for the scuds, you know. So I couldn't have I couldn't have got anything from there, you know. But let me just make sure. Wait, right? right, you were there for three months though, right? You were there in country yeah. for three months?
2: Yeah, and yeah, the, and the old wells were on fire back then.
1: Oh they you were got there in yeah. August,
2: August, September, October, and oh, you
1: were there during the shit. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I but you know, I was in Bahrain and uh but yeah, it, it it all traveled, I guess, and but I didn't know that. I honestly I didn't know that. Um, you know, I was pretty isolated when it came to that kind of stuff. Although in my letters that I write I found I knew a lot of shit. I mean, I knew about freaking airplanes that were crashing in Germany and I don't know. I don't know how I knew all this stuff, but, um, you know, it's weird to think about how you found out stuff before the internet, but, um, <laughs> so, so, so yeah. So, um, so I went to a, uh, a study and at first I thought it was at the VA, but in, in doing some more research, I found out it was a DOD study, um, to look into what was going on with Gulf War veterans. And so, um, so I went to Fort Hamilton in 1992, and they they you know did a whole bunch of tests on me, and you know did an exam, blah blah blah. And um, at the end of the at the end of the appointment, this lady and her name was Linda Laura. That's the only thing I can remember about her. Um, she said, "Well, you've got it." go for Illness, go for syndrome you've got it we don't know what it is uh we've got your information we're trying to figure it out and once we find out we'll we'll give you a call right and so i'm 22 man and i'm you know 23 at that point and uh the rash went away and um so i just went on living life you know i just was like okay that's weird you know hopefully nothing else happens you know if any rashes happen that's that's my mindset i was just thinking you know, it's going to be another rash, right? Um, so, didn't have any rashes at first, um, but then, you know, moved down to Georgia, um, got transferred down here. This is Atlanta. Uh, Atlanta is Delta's hub, you know, main headquarters. Um, and in my, I started going to the doctor because I started having pain. Um, I started having um, breathing issues. Uh, started having stomach issues you know um, all these things started happening and it was real slow at first and and it was weird too because I thought it's just I'm just an idiot man and so I thought you know I must be just getting older because all these old people always complain about how you know their body starts hurting when they get older you know <laughs> Not, not knowing that it's not supposed to happen when you're 23. That's something that happens when you're like 45, 40, five, 40 right. 50. Right. So, so yeah. I just started making these assumptions. Right. And, um, but I'd still go to the doctor and they, you know, do tests on me and they come back negative. Right. And so, you know, we can't figure it out. Um, here's what's, you know, here's some pain meds, try ibuprofen, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And, um, so it just progressively got worse, got worse, got worse, got worse, got worse. and then in two thousand and nine, um, I um, I remember I was at work and I bit into a sandwich and when I swallowed the sandwich, all the skin in the back of my throat came off, and um, oh wow, and it was very painful, right? And um, and so I went to a uh, ear, nose, and throat doctor. They were trying to figure out what was going on you know um and then i'd start getting these blisters inside my mouth and and skin started falling off inside my mouth and and this went on for about six months and then i started having this little this little um little scab on the top of my head right and it started growing and um and then one night in um i think it was february of 2010 um basically almost all the skin on my scalp fell off and in my, in my mouth, it was, it just all just peeled off, man. Just the top layer of my skin. Extremely painful, extremely painful. so I ended up in the hospital for a little over a week. Um, and uh, it was a dermatological emergency. Oh, you don't hear about that very often, but that's what happened. And um, they ended up, um, uh, figuring out it was an autoimmune disease called pemphigus vulgaris which is something that is very rare um, it is um, something that typically only happens in elderly people um, so it's even more rare in younger people um, and so I'm in my 30s at this point or yeah maybe just turned 40 um, and um, and so I ended up you know having this rare autoimmune disease that affected the skin and um, so my dermatologist who was one of the best um, he uh, he was in Atlanta and uh, actually the Mayo Clinic tried to recruit him and uh, and he turned him down he's he's just a great great doctor great guy dr Rachel um, he um, he ended up treating me for this pemphigus meanwhile I'm still dealing with pain I'm still dealing with stomach issues I'm still dealing with You know, all this other crazy crap, sleep issues, breathing issues, asthma. Um, And so uh, I I was put on high doses of steroids, almost wanted to kill myself because it was just messed up. You know, my my it messed up my brain, um, you know, and uh, and so still dealing with that today. I have to go see him every six months. Um, He actually moved out to Texas san antonio and fortunately um like i said i work for delta airlines so i'm very fortunate and uh, have flight benefits so i go out and fly out to texas to see my doctor and i make it a day trip and uh I go out there in the morning rent a car go to see him and he's in Kerrville. um so i fly into san antonio um and then I hop on a plane and get head back if there's any open seats. I've right, gotten right, stuck right in San Antonio. Okay, okay so I
0: I, I wanna ask you this. So do you still have problem with the skin falling out or are you? Um is it's that- under
1: control okay. right now with medication. Um, you know, I gotta take an immune suppressant and um, and so has um, the VA so, recognized yeah, some, it? Yes, fortunately. Good. Last year. Last so that's yeah. another story. So <laughs> so um, so, you know, after that hemphigus started, um, you know, I ended up having to go to the hospital because of pain as well. I had a extreme, um, flare up, if you will, of, uh, of pain and, um, I actually thought I was going to die, man. It was, it was bad. And, um, and so I was in the hospital for that and, um. And when that kind of calmed down, I remember coming home and my wife asking me, she was like, do you think any of this stuff is related to your time in the Gulf? War? You know, like I said, this is like, at this point it was 2011. That was when the pain thing happened. And so I was like, I don't know, you know? So I go online and I go to the VA website, you know, I look up Gulf War syndrome or illness or whatever it's called. And man, I read all of the, you know, how it lists all the different symptoms, you know? And I had like 80% of it, man. I started crying. I literally started crying. I couldn't believe it. I could not believe that all this shit that I was going through was related to being in the Gulf War. Because again, you know, I was like, I was only there for 60 days, man. You know, how, how is that possible? But I mean, I know how it's possible now, but, um, but back then, you know, it's like it was a mystery, you know. And and so, so I go through this this thing, and then I even so I call, you know, it says, you know, if, if you want to, um, I think it was if you want to file a claim or some shit, you know, call the VA. So I called the VA, right? And mm-hmm. and they start, you know, because I'm again, man, I'm ignorant to how all this stuff works. And so um, so I call them up. I remember this specifically, and the lady on the other end line, she was like, "Are you?" Um, here to are you calling to file a claim and i was like i'm, I'm calling because i match like 80 percent of these gulf war illness diseases that you guys have on your website you know and uh and she goes are you calling to file a claim and she just keeps repeating that man and i'm like i just need some help you know right. i need some help because you know i don't know what's going on i have all of these symptoms i have all um, i have all these health issues now and I was in the Persian Gulf and it's showing up on your website. What the hell am I supposed to do? She's like, Are you calling to file a claim? And I was like, Lady, you need to tell me what you what what this message is between the lines, you know. And I started crying on the phone with her, and she finally says, She goes, You want to file a claim. And I was like, Okay. So I started the process, right? And uh and so I didn't know about uh VSOs, you know. Nothing, man. I just, I just was like, oh, you know, you file a claim with the VA, they're going to take care of you, right? And uh, and so, uh, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I'm just telling you, man. I was, I was completely oblivious. I trusted, you know, the system. I trusted the VA. I trusted the Air Force. I trusted the U.S. government. You know, and um, and so, uh, you know, I ended Oops. up circumstance. <laughs> Yeah, I ended up through circumstance um finding out we actually got a my my wife took a wrong somebody called our house and it was a wrong number and it was a VSO calling for another veteran, right? And it wasn't even the VSO in my in my town in my county. And uh and just in the conversation somehow my wife says my husband's trying to file with the with the VA and she goes, Oh, he needs to get with the VSO and, you know, kind of walk through the process with, with my wife. And, um, and so I ended up getting with the VSO, you know, here in, in my County um, and, uh, you know, submitted all my paperwork, my freaking you know, medical records that thick um, all that jazz, right? Like waited three years of something denied on everything. Right. And, um, and so filed an appeal, um, you know, waited another three years or whatever the hell it was, um, denied. Right. And so second appeal was to go before a judge in, uh, either, you know, on a conference call or go into, go to Washington. And, uh, and I was like, I'm going to fucking Washington. Very Um, so, so. I I ended up hiring a an attorney, um, a VA attorney up in Washington because again I'm an idiot and I didn't know what what else to do and I was very frustrated at that point because I was kept getting denied and it was very obvious um, that it was uh, you know related and um, so went before the judge Um, great great judge I got to say he. he was just very empathetic. Uh he pushed it back to Atlanta VA to review it again. They denied it again, everything. And uh and so I appealed again, went before the same judge. Um, and this was during the pandemic, uh, in I think it was 2021. And um, and then he actually overrode everything and got it approved. Good for him, um, and so yeah. So I guess that's kind of rare, actually, as well. But it was such a compelling case. Um, believe it or his, not, words,
0: Believe it mm-hmm. or not, it's not. Usually, when really? you go up in front of these judges, the judges will. Usually, the judges will. The, you, you know, I have a guy that I talk to all the time. He uh, went from judge. And you know, he fell thirty foot off of a uh, uh uh I think uh he, he was uh in the Marines, fell thirty foot down, broke his ankle. Mm-hmm. And now he had to have hip surgery and one one doctor says it's because you know, your foot was messed up and the way you walked hurt your hips. And the mm-hmm. VA said, no, no, this, this, and this. And that judge was like, no bullshit. I want him to go see an orthopedic specialist. And they're like, okay. They didn't even send him that, man. That judge is pissed. And so he, yeah. he, he'll get awarded. But them judges yeah. don't put up with their shit. Yeah. yeah. And that's one yeah. thing I'm hearing more and more. I I don't know if I've ever heard of anybody being denied in, in front of a judge. Mm.
1: Yeah, he, I mean, he went through the process. He didn't deny me, He but he sent it back to Atlanta to give him another chance, you know, and uh, and they just denied it again. And so he he uh, he went back and and, you know, the second uh, hearing, he approved everything. Um, and then. So this is um, 2021. And then they actually didn't assign the percentages until t- 2022. What? Um and so it was just last year, man, that, that I finally got approved. It, it was an eleven year process to uh to fight and get approved. And did they and back even agent? then yeah, yeah, they did. They did fortunately. Um, they should. And um and you know, I mean, in my opinion, it's like they should backdate me to nineteen ninety two because they told me back then that I had it, right? Well, you know, we yeah, moved don't like fight it gazillion him. times. Yeah. Yeah. We moved like a gazillion times. I lost the paperwork, you know, and uh and I can't find any records, man. I've hey. tried to request it and they said they can't find it, but whatever, you know. When
0: I got out, I was diagnosed back in the early nineties too with Gulf War illness. Okay. Right. And but when I got off to ship I had digestive system disorder I was connected with. I uh-huh. had kidney stones I was uh, uh, connected with. Uh, I was connected with a GERD. I was, uh, you know, like six things. And yeah. I didn't know you had to go out and give it to the VA to give it to them. But right. when I, when I, they denied me with almost all of it in the 90s. I didn't get mine approved in, in like 2000, until 2022. I didn't get mine approved. So I feel like, wait a second.
1: Yeah.
0: It's in my service record saying I am already connected with this. I gave it to him. Y'all denied me back then. So why shouldn't you have to go all the way back? That's how I feel about it also.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Totally, man.
0: I think they should. You got more of a case than I do. Well, I think, well, I'm not going to fight them. I'm, uh, you know, uh, the VA is what the VA is. I mean, I, I like yeah. my I like most of my doctors, but right. I gotta tell everybody this story. Today, I get a phone call. And I called John as soon as I got this damn phone call. It was out of Florida and it was with Nova Research. And they're like, hey, you know, We're wanting wanting to know if you want to come do a study and you know blood work. You you can do it from there. And I'm like, hey, great, yeah, yeah, sounds great. She goes, well, I got a few questions to ask you. And she's asked me, well, you diagnosed? We'll go for yes. Well, you diagnosed this, and she says, do you have any renal, uh, liver diseases? I said, no, I have renal kidney disease. She goes, oh, you can't do this study. And I said, well, why? I just want to know why. Right. And she said, well, because it will make it a whole lot worse.
1: Uh,
0: but hold on. How is it going to make mine worse? But other Gulf War veterans out there that may not know they have renal kidney disease mm-hmm. or renal right. or anything wrong with their livers, or even if you have a good kidney and a good liver, you uh, because they're right. going to raise you know, your creatine really high, right. that that can mess up your your kidneys, and so right. I, my question to her was: Is why would y'all do a study that can harm the vets? I'm just I'm wondering. And she, she I got a, I got hung up on, it. and I know Nova. Really, she hung up on you? Yes, it? I know Nova Institute. I I, I know Jimmy from there. And, you know, me, him talk and I, I'm going to send him a message because that makes no sense to me whatsoever to have any research being done that can harm any go for vets. Cause no matter what, as a go vet, you may not know your kidneys are screwed up or your liver, right? Because the VA hasn't have random tests. I just right. happened to get lucky because they don't normally run your renal kidney disease test. They don't normally run the E because uh, she's like, well, what's your E E G F R. And I said 64. She's like, no, 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 no. This will make it a lot worse. So I'm yeah. like, wow, huh? that's scary. Yes. And, uh, well, and uh, I mean, for the most part, I do think we ought to do researches and, 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 but I I mean, right now I'm kind of thrown back from that after what I heard from doing any research where they're going to tell me to take something. It's just a test drug. No, I'm sorry. Not right now. I mean, that, that scared the hell out of me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That is scary. That's, that's messed up.
2: Well, it's 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 pretty unnerving on a lot of different levels. And 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 Wade has mentioned before, you know, we we these research people, they get a a significant amount of money from the government to do the research, trying to help or trying to figure out what specifically our issues, ours being Gulf War vets or any other vets for that matter, what our issues are. And in the meantime, now granted, the vast majority of us all raised our hands and said, hey, I volunteer to go into the service. And therefore right. we sign on that infamous dotted line and you know we're injected and exposed to a lot of variables. And in turn, as Olaf and, and all of us have experienced, various issues. And so we're gonna say, okay, guinea pig us again to go in and just try random stuff on us so we can come to conclusion but, you know, and and there, I'm not saying there aren't vets out there going to do it. Now, I think Wade said he doesn't mind doing it for under certain circumstances. And myself, I'm like, eh, because yeah. you've already been guinea pigged, OK. And right. What monetary I mean, if you're going to get your flights paid for and if you're going to get some sort of decent compensation for it, because heavens knows what they're going to do to you, how that's going to affect you if there's not. Uh, whatever is considered in your mind a decent, acceptable compensation to do so, okay, that's up to you then. But if there's really no compensation and, they, and, and they're saying, well, you're doing it for the better of your fellow veterans, I'm like, eh, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know about that. Well, I mean,
0: but, oh, yeah. but like, my- like the one they're doing in Washington, D.C., like I talked to Wade, they're actually doing a study up there that is it is vitamins, but it's also nutrition health, like they give you a a card that has money on it. You go to whole foods, they pay for your flight up there and your flight back, but you stay up there for two weeks. You got to cook and eat the way, but for inflammation. Oh, that study. I agree with that because that, that will go into every VA. I I like that idea, Uh, you, you know, and I think, you know, I know guys, Washington is doing that. Everybody should try that, but, if these research companies are getting that kind of money and like, uh, let's bring up Dr. Uh, her research, her research is, is about vitamins. Her research is about how the VA is treating vets. You know, that's uh, that, but this was the first time I heard somebody say, "Mm, yeah, no, you don't want to do this. And, And she couldn't really explain to me why she just hung up the phone. It, it it made crazy. And then she was like, maybe yeah. later on down the line, we'll do more researches with you.
1: <laughs> no. Nah. Just you could lose my number. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, actually, I was going to bring up Dr. Golem that you guys, you know, I actually was re- listening to your podcast. And that's how I, you know, I listened to the podcast you did with her the couple of them there and, uh, really impressed with her and, um, and the work that she's doing. And actually I signed up for that mitochondrial, uh, DNA one, uh, that they're doing. Um, and so, uh, so I actually started that process. And then I also told them that I would do the CoQ10 because that's, you know, there's a lot of research already on CoQ10 and the benefits of CoQ10. And so, uh, so I thought, you know, I, I I'm I'm very willing to do that one as well. They haven't they haven't started recruiting for that one yet, uh they told me, but they put my name down as somebody to contact when they are ready to recruit. So she's
0: fighting me. Oh. for us. I feel like she
2: is fighting for us.
1: I, I agree. Really so I are, agree.
2: Are you are you able to do that, I'm assuming, from home then, Olaf? Or yeah. you gotta fly somewhere?
1: No, you don't have to fly anywhere. Um for the, the mitochondrial one or the, as far as I could tell, the mitochondrial one, they're just going to send, I have to do a questionnaire and they're going to send me a kit to uh, do a swab, you know, and uh, and then that's going to be it um, for that one. And then they're also going to give me that. access to the, uh, to the, the DNA because it's a third party that does the DNA study. And uh, and then they send the results to Dr. Golem, and uh, and so um, I, I'm going to have access, full access to all the DNA information on me, right? And so, uh, okay. so that's pretty cool. Um, but you know, and you should.
0: It's just. Have yeah. you looked up how many cases what you have to what Go for veterans have? Have you ever looked up? Say, well, how many people in the Go for? community have this
1: you know i i that is a really so weird man uh, i i have i have i feel like and and you know i'm i'm, I'm kind of i'm excited about you know this uh podcast and and um and some of this other stuff that's going on because i've always felt like i'm just kind of doing this alone you know, and, um, and it's my fault for a lot of it, because I just don't, well, it is and it isn't, because I don't know where to go, man, I go to, you know, I'm on these Facebook groups, right? Um, but I hate to say it, man, a lot of it that I see is just people bitching, you know, about, you know, the VA and stuff. And and yeah, I mean, it's true. I mean, I don't want to disparage that it's, it that's a legitimate right, you know, but it's like, it's not, I think you said it on the last podcast, um, Kevin, that, you know, we're not united as Gulf War vets
0: we're not. and
1: and and really talking to each other and and um, and, you know, understanding what everybody's going through and and, um, you know, it's it's weird, man. You know, it's really it weird. Is, and, well, uh, we we
2: there there is a lot of like you said, Olaf. There is a lot of bitching that goes on on these various podcasts pertaining to those who have served. And what we all want is we want information as to what helps you, what helps you right. to get through life without the pain. And what what right. what helps one person isn't necessarily going to help the next. But at least it's a start. And we sure. can all bitch because we all we all negativity. I mean, I get it. Cause we all, it's yeah. it's sour, sour grapes. And we understand that, but ultimately sure. what have you done that perhaps I can try and see if it helps right. me and vice versa. And we share that information, which Kevin and I, we try and do our level best. But we, I, yeah. I, I,
0: I want to say this though, discard a vet has a podcast that he's, do, he's doing now. It's I believe on Mondays, if right. Uh, jason and uh he's gonna put it on a facebook on mondays i think they go live and twitter but he's not just dealing with go for vets he's dealing with what's going on in this world uh, Hmm. about everything that's in our foods what this and what's that and and you 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 know and he uh tuesday nights okay it's tuesday nights and not Monday. sorry and it's at like my time, 8, 8 p.m., and everything, because, you know, he's on Pacific time. But, mm. you, you know, and he's in agreement. Too many vets are arguing. None of us, I mean, it right. doesn't matter what war you fought. It, I mean, Vietnam got just as screwed as right. we did. Iraqi right. vets got screwed as we did. Afghanistan vets right. got screwed as we did. That. Uh, uh on go for true seekers. he's gonna i think he has it up there and mm. they he's gonna he he's going after it all I mean he's like gonna tackle the everything that you know me i'm focused on go for veterans desert storm sure and everything he's going after the whole uh shit storm uh, as I recall, right. caught and which is good. Because it needs to pull right. more vets to come in and, and everything. And so I did want to say that because I did watch it. And it is, it is intriguing to know what, I mean, how many vets out there that just argue and argue and argue and argue. That's why I don't like posting a lot of articles and stuff because most vets don't read them. They just skip right to them. Right. If, you, okay. if you talk about it, if you're podcasting about it and 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 like he's doing a documentary more than a uh, podcast but the more vets can come in and say hey you know what look here guys we're we're, we're not alone and i right. mean like one i mean one day i'm hoping this explodes throughout the world i mean heck i think Iran is our third largest listener area. I mean, really? think about that. I think it's Europe and then United States. So we're we're around the world. Are we great and big? No. Are we right? Are we big enough right now? To me, no. We need this needs to get bigger, more for the right. fact, and that's why tell everybody. Oh wait, this hand. Follow us on Facebook. Go to YouTube. Subscribe. Right. Tell your friends, tell, tell your families, the more the word gets out, the sure. the more people start understanding this shitstorm that is going on through our bodies.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It, it's going to go on with uh, our kids' bodies and everybody bodies who keep going yep. into the military until yep. they stop it, until the United States government that will wear them pretty little shiny pins with American flag, and they say how oh, much they love us. Veterans will get off their dead right. asses and do something about right. this. I, I mean, yeah. I, I know a lot of people are really ho- uh, upset and mad that Joe Biden said, you know, he thinks my he thinks that his son died because of you you know the Gulf War. Well, she <laughs> had brain cancer. He was out there. I mean. Uh, he yeah. may, he may have, but
2: at least right. he got it talking.
0: Right. I, I mean, the inner. Uh, go, go ahead, go ahead, John.
2: And well, I was going to say one of the, one of the interesting every time you know Olaf like yourself, I find it interesting that you say you made the comment. Well, I was only in theater for like three months, and right. It doesn't. It doesn't. The length of time that you're in country. I think is irrelevant is if you were there when, when things were happening, there was exposure to take place. And even before we have a, we have a gentleman that Kevin and I are working with um, trying to figure out the best approach. Because he says, Hey, I was never deployed there, but I got a bunch of shots and I feel the same things you guys are feeling. Right. So there's a lot of variables that go into all of our situations. We're all, all of us are different. And, and to, back earlier a few minutes ago when we were talking about you know signing up or not signing up for uh research like uh uh dr glom i wouldn't mind doing something like that the understanding the mitochondria or stuff like that it's where they want to put more stuff into my body and see how that's gonna that i have a problem with but just to study what's already there i have no problem with that you know, right. that's a different I, I ball
0: mean, game. I, I do believe. And that's like, that's like the patches that we talk about. Right. Uh, you, you know what? I, I don't care what anybody out there says. Right. That it's been my savior. It, right. it is literally, it has, it has helped me out more than any medication. The VA, V I should call them VA. The VA yeah. has has given me. <laughs> Right. And that's right, now that term for VA, VA. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I mean right. it, it really it has, and I, right. I mean, and, and it's so funny because I, I do push the patches, uh, it, it does look like that the nonprofit and everything is is almost over with and and coming to where we can start getting patches out to people. I and mean, John came up with the system how we're going to do it which was more John's idea about how we're going to package it and send it out. But I know for 110% fact that if it wasn't for the patches, I, I wouldn't be walking as good as I do. I wouldn't be feeling right. as good, good as I do. And that's why that's why, that, that's why I, I, guys, I'm not pushing this on you as a sale. I'm pushing this on you to shit. Try it. It's a 30-day money-back guarantee. I mean, right. if you suffer from chronic pain, if you suffer from digestive, it's stimulating your stem cells. Shit, people mm-hmm. go to Mexico and pay ten, twenty thousand dollars for stem cell injections. This is stimulating right. your own stem cells. And, and I mean, just, I, I wish they would go. Everybody can go look. It's www.com. Go for SideEffectsPatches.com Bless a long word But guys Olaf Thanks for coming on the show John yeah. Always a pleasure Seeing that Cute bald head of yours oh. That you slicked up Likewise. Because I can tell you What about
2: mine?
0: You got some on the side brother But <laughs> yeah, we're, We are now about to go into the After Show Show I want everybody to have a good night And we're going to have some fun in, this ne- in the After Show Show Thank you for listening to go for Side Effects. If you have a story or you would like to share or just come on with any comments or questions, please email me at kevinsimon at